Hey folks, Zach and Jason here. What another, up, what up? For another edition of this podcast. Uh, we're sitting here talking about noises and um, yeah. how, Jason, you, you have trouble sleeping or concentrating if you can't discern what's going on. Yeah, so, you know, if we have, like, uh, let's say, for example, a roommate, or in my case, you know, children and stuff like that in the other rooms, I can't sleep unless it's completely quiet or completely loud. It's kind of weird. Like, I can fall asleep in an airport, no problem, because there's so much going on. It's like my mind can't, it, like, unfocuses or something, you know? It, it yeah. just can't comprehend everything at once. So, like, my mind will shut down. But, like, if I'm laying in bed, and, you know, somebody in the other room has a TV on. If it's just like, and you can't make out what it is, I, it's like my mind keeps thinking about it. Like, what are they saying? What show is that? What is, what's being watched? But if I can hear the whole thing, my mind is at ease and I can fall asleep. Or if it's completely quiet, with the exception of a fan. I always have a fan running. I think a lot of people do. Like, sleep with a fan on. Mm-hmm. Even middle of winter, I've got to have the fan full blast. I'll cover up with, like, 80 blankets, but i got to have that fan on. Yeah. You know. But, yeah, it, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know if I'm the only person that has this issue. Oh, I think plenty of people do. Really? Yeah, I think I think uh, your mind just wants to pick up, especially the TV thing. You know, if you... Yeah. you you got to have to know what's going on. Um, but... We were just talking about that, and it's funny you, you mentioned that because I'm dealing with something right now. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I want to tell you this. Well, you're telling the masses, millions but, but of what people. I'm saying is, I'm going to tell you this, and like, if you think about it, okay, it's gonna, it might make me do the same. It might make you do the same oh, thing. No. So this might be. <laughs> so whatever you're telling me is a transmittable. Disease it, well, issue. could be, could be. <laughs> okay, um, what do you got? So, like, for at least like four, maybe five months, I've really noticed this. I'll be sleeping, and this will be, in, you know, I'll be indoors. It'll be usually nighttime, and uh, it doesn't always have to be nighttime. But I'll be lying down, and on my right side, I'll hear this low, almost barely audible hum. Okay. Consistent. Sometimes it will kind of change pitch a little bit or mm-hmm. kind of like it'll kind of pulse a little bit. Yeah. But then kind of remain. But it's just there all right. the time. And it's just this very, very, very low frequency that sounds like something, some machinery off a few blocks. It sounds like it's coming from outside. Okay. I mean, this isn't like tinnitus stuff. This isn't in my ear. It's like out there. Now, is this only at your house? Only, only like. That's pretty much where I notice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, also, I don't know how often I'll, you sleep anywhere else. But well, like. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll just be sitting, but if it's like total silence, this low hum, mm-hmm. and it's been really annoying. Yeah. I, and I have no idea what it is. It's completely undiscernible. Um. So I ended up looking. I actually looked it up today because mm-hmm. it was. One of the contributing factors of me not getting much sleep last night. Um, uh, so I looked it up, and apparently this is something that apparently like 2 to 4% of the population like hears. Oh, really? It's just called the hum. 
and they have no <laughs> idea. Hum. They don't know what it is. Yeah. It's very like I, you know, I looked into it, and the articles are very kind of ominous sounding. Let me let me see if I can pull up the article I was looking at. I periodically will have quite the opposite. I get a high pitch uh, ringing in my ear sometimes. And it's not at bedtime even necessarily. It's randomly throughout the day. I'll all of a sudden like get like a really high pitch. I always like was thinking like, oh shit, maybe it's like my blood pressure or something making my ears go crazy. But yeah, yeah, I don't really know. I've never looked into it. Okay, so on the Wikipedia, it's it's called the hum. Uh, it's a name given to uh, a widespread reports of persistent and invasive low frequency humming, rumbling, or droning noise. Audible to, to many, but not to all people. Hum, the hums have been reported all over the world, including the United States, the UK, Australia, Canada. Um, I was reading this Guardian article about it. And uh, maybe you hear it. A low-frequency uh, hum, almost a vibration, just on the threshold of human hearing. It's not particularly loud. In fact, you might not uh, even have noticed it yet. But once you do, you can't stop hearing it. It sounds like a, uh, a truck idling on the street in front of your house or the atmospheric din of uh, airplane, an airplane flying overhead that never gets further away. You can hear it when you're outside, but it seems louder indoors, uh, particularly at night when you're lying in bed. Maybe it keeps you awake. Maybe it gives you headaches, dizziness, and even nosebleeds. Um, wow, nosebleeds. I've, I haven't experienced that. Um, it's just very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do hear it, you're among roughly 4% of the world's population affected by the hum, a frequently reported but little understood global phenomenon. The earliest reliable reports of the hum date back to the, from the UK in the mid-1970s, uh, most notably from B- Bristol, uh, when letters began appearing in, in the Bristol Evening Post about uh, a low rumble heard by dozens of residents throughout the city. What began as an irritating, uh, if innocuous, noise eventually drove many who heard it to distraction, and was said to be linked to two suicides. Uh, the prevailing theory is that the Bristol hum originated from large industrial fans used at a warehouse uh, in nearby Avonsmouth. But according to some Bristolians, the hum persists to this day despite the warehouse having long been decommissioned. Um, and it just go- keeps going on all this bullshit, and basically it just adds up to uh, nobody knows. Uh, then it gets into, oh, yeah, if you think it's 5G, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Mm. So, Lizard people. Who knows what it is? Uh, it's not your cat purring. No. You know, I did hear a hum one time, but I actually had found out exactly what it was. My issue, it was a, uh, and I could only hear it if I laid on my side on my ear. Mm. And uh, it was it was a fan. It was like a floor fan. Yeah, but it, you couldn't hear the fan itself. It was the vibration of the fan going through the floor, mm-hmm. and then like through the bed frame, basically. Mm-hmm. But that that was, I, I if I hear something, I gotta like sound it out. I gotta find it. Right, because it will drive me crazy. Yeah, which this is just like there's nothing to be. Do done you ever about listen it. to music or anything while you're going to bed or TV or? Uh, you know, there was a time when I would listen to meditation bullshit or chakra lining bullshit but Mm -hmm. i don't really do that much sometimes i'll fall asleep with the tv on sometimes it'll be uh talk radio podcasting stuff Mm -hmm. but usually usually nothing obviously you fall asleep listening to it burns when i pod oh yeah that's 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 the podcast who would listen to anything and after i come i go to i fall asleep oh my wow 
Um, well, I mean, that's 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 hot. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, wow. There's really nowhere to go from here. <laughs> but no, yeah. that, that's literally what we were talking about before, and I was like, just hit record. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe people find it interesting. My slow descent into madness. Yeah. I had no idea it was like there was actually like a phenomenon with it. Yeah, I didn't know either. I mean, it's kind of like the mandala effect type things. Like I've noticed things where I don't feel that it's the way that it was, but I never really knew that there was actually a thing of the mandala effect. And then when you start looking into it, you're like, holy crap, yeah, that is true. That's I remember that. I remember that. I remember this, you know. And it's weird how global things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it started being recorded in the UK, in Bristol. Right. And then now still to this day, you know, you're experiencing it. It just makes me want to leave. Thousands of miles away. The city. Mm. I just want to go back to the country. You think that's it? That's what I hope it is. Might be, and it just might be too much. You know, if you move to the country, you have to eat a lot of peaches. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who told you that? The presidents of the United States of America. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they talk to me through their music. What yeah. other what other songs did... You know, if it's a one-hit wonder, I'm not going to take heed I life mean, advice from a one-hit wonder. You, you never know, you know, when uh, they they make things that don't make sense, like uh, she's lump. Mm. Like, what does that mean? She's, she's lump. lump. <laughs> hey, what's up, lump? You know, lumpy space princess? I don't know. Who knows, man? Yeah, yeah. So you've also been uh, out for a few days. Oh, yeah. I got Not it. just because of the, the humming, but... The flu. You, yeah, you got the flu, huh? It hit, me, it hit me Friday. I was working on um, Carrie's boyfriend. Yeah. And I just... You know how you feel it? Mm-hmm. And it comes on strong. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And, you know, he sat like a bitch that day anyway, so it worked out fine for me. He was, like, literally... Okay, so we're working on this... Okay. Uh, what a wimp. Oh uh, yeah, love the guy. Gosh, he, I hope he's listening. He he he. Uh, he's gonna be like, "Yep, I am." He was bleeding <laughs> down his a- into his ass crack. Oh my! And like he was like, "Oh, I didn't even drink really the night before last night." Yeah. Which I'm sure was a lie. Oh. I'm yeah. sure it was a lie. I'm sure he only had 15 uh-huh. pints of Guinness <laughs> as opposed to he his likes 35. Guinness. Yeah. Uh. But uh, have you seen his back, what I'm doing? No. Oh, this motherfucker. He set me up bad with this one. Yeah. Uh, well, this was this was way back when, like, I think, Car- not Carrie first started. It was, we were talking about it at the Halloween party at Cocktails. So this was. Cocktails 20- Halloween party 20- would have been the one when uh, the band actually had COVID. So we didn't end up having a band there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what year was that? Twenty. That would have been twenty nineteen. No, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Holy yeah. shit! So yeah, uh, it's from a video game, Metal Gear Solid. It's this uh, robot called Metal Gear Rex. I'm familiar with Metal Gear. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? That Metal Gear Rex. No. Pull it. Pull it up and look at what I had to fucking work with. Okay. Um, but he wanted it on his side, and I I couldn't tell you what Metal Gear Rex looked like. I I. Didn't play much uh, Metal Gear Solid, but um, so, oh, okay, yep, yep, yeah, yep, I've seen this. Thing. It's got that <clears throat> long fucking arm, and like, there's no way we can 
make that work. It similarly looks like the uh, initial robo f- robot from RoboCop that uh, goes ballistic. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Shoots everybody. Um, but so I did this really cool kind of straightforward uh, uh, version of it, which took a lot of uh, splicing. I couldn't I couldn't find a proper reference, so I had mm. to like painstakingly put it together. And then um, so it's like takes up a huge portion of his back. Okay. So we got the line work done. And then we got like one side colored, and then I was working on the other side, and like and down the middle is the uh, the red exclamation point, okay, know, where you catch him. Um, so I I got the the exclamation point colored in, and then some of the some of the uh, left side of mm-hmm. the Metal Gear Rex, but he just couldn't sit for it. Mm-hmm. So we got about two two and a half hours. In. I need to get tattooed from you yet too, because like I have, I've tattooed you a few times, but I've yet to get a tattoo from you. I like to in do like this little experiment to see how each person feels. Yeah, you know, tattooing. Because I'm curious about like you know, I've I've watched you multiple times tattooing, and it, it sometimes it looks like you're just barely like just nice and easy, nice super gentle Zach. But then sometimes I'll look over there. And you're just, it looks like you're just grinding, you know? So, like, I'm always like, I wonder how he feels, you know? Because, like, people look at me, mm-hmm. too, and, like, I'm sitting there, like, coloring so fast and moving, you know, so quick that it looks like I'm probably tearing somebody's arm off, you know? Yeah. But, like, Riley, like, man, when I watched him tattoo, I was like, holy crap, I don't even want to be... I can feel the pain from over here, and yeah. I'm not even getting tattooed, you know? Because he just looked like he tattooed hard. Well, he was very, like... um he almost had this kind of conductor quality to his hand movements. Mm. He prided himself on. He was like, "Yeah, you got you know, listen to music while you're tattooing. You know, you want to be free of these lines. You know, just very." Mm-hmm. So like, if he's running like you know, he'd be running like lines down your wrist and your ditch, and just it would suck, but it would get in there. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's everybody's different. Everybody's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I don't know. I've been told. I've never been told. I've been told once I was rough mm. by one guy. I think you know the guy I'm talking about. It was a back piece uh, a long time ago. This guy wanted a like a angel and a demon fighting over a man okay. down his back. And one was like covering up. There was like a cover-up of a name. So mm. he covered up like an angel wing or something. Okay. And he paid like the whole thing up front. And... Uh, this guy was. Like, then you're kind of into a point where even if you don't want to work with it, it's it's done. You gotta get right. Gotta get it done. So this guy was tattooed everywhere, but it was all house scratcher bullshit. It was like, I remember this. I yeah. I don't remember who it is, but I remember vaguely the guy. I remember yeah. the scenario. And uh, very strange and they, scenario. They complained about it being so painful. So too, painful. And this guy was tattooed on his neck, on his head, everywhere. Yeah. Now he had told me. Un, you know, uh, uh, unprovoked, uh, I guess, that he uh, he had, you know, just gotten clean, like, a year or two ago. And yeah, that can do a first, lot. And I told him, like, after the first time, because he just had to kind of stop. And I'm like, well, you know, this is this is a, a studio tat, like a, you know, proper yeah. professional tattoo mm-hmm. that's going to stay. It's not going to fade away. Um but after, like, the third session, you know, and I, I really tried to work with him. At one point, he said, just keep the money. I can't keep, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I've never had this. Yeah. 
complaint from anybody. Um, and I'm like, dude, I'll work with you. We'll have small few hour sessions and just kind of slowly, mm-hmm. we'll get there. But on the on the last session, the third session, he, uh, man, he just walked out. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, what are you, what are you like? It's a tattoo, man. It's crazy how sometimes people just like, you know, they, they get to a point where their pain just dictates what they they start reacting with emotion. Right. You know, from the pain of the tattoo and everything like that too. And it was during a stippling, like I was stippling on it, mm-hmm. which. That's that's actually not that bad. Ex- exactly, that's my yeah. point. Yeah, so he couldn't even take like stippling. Mm-hmm. So, well, you got to take into the account the factors there too. He's clean and sober now, which is an amazingly awesome thing. Good for him. But if you're not used to getting, you know, tattooed on a sober mindset, it's going to be different. Because yeah. I know I've come in. I mean, I just recently got tattooed by, um, you know, our apprentice Nakia, and I. I I was just like, oh, it's just going to be this little line work thing anyway because it's just a little wave with a palm tree, you know, on my ankle. And I was like, oh, ouch. Like, oh, I, were you? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't, th- I don't know. You were, I don't think you were there. Yeah. I was even like, and Abby was joking around. She was like, w- took a picture of me like holding her hand or something like that, you know, to make it look even worse than it was. But there was a couple spots, and it's right over the ankle, kind of the Achilles heel or Achilles – Mm-hmm. tendon whatever whatever that area is i don't yeah, remember Achilles heel. so it was it was kind of like i even like kind of looked at abby i was like go go look at what she's doing you know <laughs> is, she, is she like digging in super hard you know but it was just it's been so long since i've been tattooed years of pent-up frustration i'm sure well on what like well, her, i mean her, her anger yeah <laughs> being take like that dad. take that dad yeah um, no, but like, uh, you know, it's been so long since I've been tattooed and then the ankle is a spicier place than say, for example, your, your bicep, you know, mm-hmm. it, it does well, certain areas of course be. will hurt, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it can, your mindset really makes a big difference. Yeah. I literally try to coach my, my incoming clients too, like, Hey, expect that this is going to hurt a lot, uh-huh. you know, make sure you, you come prepared, you know, make sure you've been hydrating yourself making you know sure that you're healthy and everything like that too and i'll even tell people like since it's winter time everybody's skin gets really dry yeah. and everything so i'll tell people hey start lotioning your skin a Wait, couple it's winter weeks. right now yeah, well it's supposed to be mm. you know keep uh with as everybody who's being as sick as they are i would think it is winter you know but i think maybe the climate change right now being so unseasonably warm is throwing everybody's bodies for a loop because there's been a lot of that flu and stuff going around too. I think it's just normal. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, people yeah. get sick around this time all the time. I don't think weather's going to have much change in people getting sick. I don't know. I mean, I, I've always traditionally been gotten sick and gotten the flu or the cold or something like that in the wintertime. Right, and it's winter. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It is, but it's not warm. I mean, it's warm out right now. Well, I don't think it it's is. It's supposed to get up to 70 degrees or, or something like that on Monday. I mean, we're still spending as much time indoors yeah, as we would be during the wintertime anyway. No, I mean, some of us probably, yeah. No, I mean, I think for the most part. I was right? sitting outside for about two hours today. Sure. You know, it was but nice out. Most normal people. Most unfortunate people are stuck in an <laughs> office, you insensitive prick. I mean, I worked a lot this week, too. Anyways, um, 
But yeah, I think a lot of the pain aspect of tattooing comes from your mindset. Yeah. And, you know, even what's going on in your life. You know, I've had people um, set up an appointment that have had multiple tattoos and just one day just are not sitting well Mm. at all. And I just talked with one girl the other day that I was tattooing. She's like, I just, I don't know if I can make it through this whole session. And I was like, well, you've got like, you know, 10 other tattoos and she just had some personal stuff going on and her mindset wasn't quite quite in it at that point in time you know so we did cut it short a little bit i found a good stopping point and everything but you know that sort of stuff happens and we kind of have to roll with it mm-hmm. yeah i don't know but uh speaking of pain and tattoos where do you think is the most painful one that you've got uh, you know, I still have a lot of areas I still need to be tattooed in. They're mostly on the legs. Uh, I would say the arm was probably the. You know what? Probably the uh, the side of the calf that Andrew did, and that was just for uh, from the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and position. You know, yeah. I'm lying on my. Oh. I have a big problem with my that. stomach. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's as much as your sitting position as it is mm-hmm. getting the goddamn tattoo itself. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, when I was getting my side done by Taylor Ross down in Des Moines, it, the tattoo itself wasn't even that bad. It was me laying on my side and my hip. Well, I hear Taylor. He feels a little. Oh, he 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 digs. He gets in there too. Mister Zen Jogger Yogi guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. He's cool. <laughs> but uh yeah he he does uh kind of dig in there a little bit too though mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean it the tat like i said the tattoo itself he, it wasn't that bad it was just laying on my side mm-hmm. yeah. i still haven't even gotten that finished probably oh, once really? again never be finished yeah we got about i think three or four sessions in on it and then i was going through i was actually going through some personal stuff mm-hmm. and um just had to cancel a couple of appointments because I was needed to dedicate my time to something else. And, uh, yeah, I just never got back to it. So I probably won't. I've, I've got uh, a, quite a few unfinished tattoos myself. My whole back is partially done. My side is partially done. Gotta oh, hey. In. No, no, keep going. No, go go no. right ahead. Do you, do you remember that video I sent you? Which one? Uh, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. All right. On Instagram? I think or? it was Instagram. <clears throat> Not that part. No, no, no. No, it was something I sent you. It, no, I was just showing you the beginning of that, though. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cleavage. It, it, sex sells. No, I was talking about the bright hair. Oh, yeah. Like, there's your there's your views. Just get implants, man. I mean, Zach Shields. Are you talking about the animation one? No, not the animation one. It was a, it was a guy talking about basically. Um, it was is kind of um, I don't know. Some to piss tattooers off. Yeah, the you tattoo know, industry complains about more people coming into the, the industry the, than go, any other industry. I don't think that's true. I think that uh, hairstylists and barbers are the same way. 
I just got my hair cut today, so I know that they were bitching and complaining about, like, oh, okay, right along with this. Uh, we'll say what you were going to say first. Well, about let's, this video. Can, we, can, we, can we play it for Can you watch the video? Let's. But I got to say it. The tattoo industry complains about more people coming into the industry more than any other industry. Now, I know I just did a video about how newer tattooers aren't as hungry as they used to be, but I don't think that tattooing should limit how many people are allowed to come into tattooing. And if we're honest, there's a handful of newer tattooers coming in that are more hungry and talented than you or I will ever be. So that means the older generation needs to grow and evolve or get left behind. And that's just how businesses work. That's just how business works. Many of the newer generation of tattooers are women, people of color, people in the LGBTQ community. And I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Do you? Opportunity to provide for themselves and their families doing something that they love. So you can either I think it's awesome for anyone to do what they love. No, it's especially awesome if they, grow, you know, learn and evolve. You are not special. The world and the tattoo industry doesn't owe you anything, and competition is a natural part so who's of running a business. Uh, an asshole, a coward. Challenge, being adaptable and finding solutions to your problems rather than complaining about them. Then this fucking make tattoos, you asshole! Like what? It, this is see, so. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who he is, but he's a fucking coward. This <sighs> oh. is. Here he is. What's his name? <clears throat> well, he's also got some videos that he's... Uh, what's it called when you, you put together a video? Oh, Stitch. So he's got a couple videos with this other lady that... Um, she does, like, business life coaching thing mm-hmm. and tattooing. And a lot of people talk crap about... That. Dude, this guy doesn't have any pictures of tattoos he's done. He is just simply sitting here saying how to do... Oh, helping artists grow their money is my superpower. Oh. I've helped 300-plus clients save over $2 million. And uh, his name is Ryan Roy, it looks like. Ryan Roy. I don't know anything about this guy, so you're the one that sent this. To I just me. saw that video and it was just like, what a fuck like it's so transparent. <laughs> like people haven't like gotten hip to this whole like hiding behind the whole, oh yeah, uh, women and minorities. The the minute you say that, anything you have to say is just garbage in in my opinion. Like you have nothing of value to actually offer because you're going for easy points, you're hiding behind you know, so what you're diversity. saying. So what you're saying is, by bringing up trendy or um, what could be considered, uh, oh, what's the word? Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. But what you're saying is, he's just kind of jumping on the train, right, to push himself forward because he's not a woman or a minority. Yeah, you know, it's just, just, an, it's just a fucking. It's a trick. It's a trick to, it's this whole little lecture he does to get claps, to get engagement, to get views, mm-hmm. to boost himself. Instead of just, well, just make your fucking tattoos. Like, who are the, first of all, who are these tattoo artists that he's talking about that are way more hungry and talented than you and I or he will ever be? That false humbleness, you know, that false humbleness, hiding behind, you know, minority bullshit. It's just, these are very. I don't know. I, I don't think this guy's life matters to me, whatever. I, I just think he's. 
I think he's a fucking retard. Like, I think he's a moron. Hmm. I think he has nothing of value to actually say, so he's just trying to win easy points online. Yeah, it does look like a lot of his uh, videos here are just like, uh, you know, are you saving enough money in this year? Or oh, and it's oh, yeah. I wish I could be lazy. See, that was the thing that got me the most was, well, it's just, it's just, that's how business works. You either, you know. So you let's, either... let's pick apart one part here, what you're saying. It, it's, it's just how business works. Just how business works. And what he said in that video was a business needs to basically go with the times or get left behind. Right. How do you feel about that? Because like I've been I've been tattooing for twenty five years, I've been doing what I've felt is kind of been on the cutting edge, trying to at least my entire career, but yet holding on to the values of the original tattoo artists that the old school people, you know, design wise, um, business practice wise, just trying to keep my my head up and and going forward, you know. But I've also been I was one of the first people in the in the area here to even have a website mm -hmm. you know um i used business practices that were previously not utilized in tattooing in tattooing to help kind of boost my business ahead of everybody else and i kind of took everything that i could that's newer and stuff and try to portray that into my business as well mm -hmm. so I think that that's one thing, like accepting new technology and new, you know, ideas is a good thing. But I also feel completely like this guy is full of shit because you're not going to get left behind if you're not doing certain things. You can continue to do your thing the way you do it and still be completely successful and have a, have a very viable um, artistic lifestyle with that. At least that's my kind of thought on it right i don't know what you think i mean art and commerce have always like have been they've always butted heads mm -hmm. like there's always but what this guy is saying talking about that's how business works like he has anything to offer mm -hmm. tattooing everything he said came from a place of complete cowardice art requires courage that bullshit was anything but he is just a money man he is just fucking he will say and do anything to make his bottom line. Mm -hmm. He he has no fucking artistic value in my eyes whatsoever. Just based off what he said there, mm -hmm. he's he's a yuppie piece of shit. He like I don't know, man. Like I'm not out to police or gatekeeper or whatever, but like if you can listen to that and actually like take any sort of inspiration from it mm -hmm. you're part of the fucking problem you know so this kind of takes us back to that whole first episode that we ever did with the uh tattoo gate thing um because this is the same type of person that's out here trying to manipulate the masses of newer artists that are coming into the scene mm -hmm. because there are people like like myself you uh, you know people that have been around for a while that They've, I've seen trends come and go. Right. You know, I'm not just going to be like, oh, all of a sudden, hey, there's this style of tattooing that's all brand new. Right. No, it's not. This style has been done, you know, back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like now that there's internet, 
everybody can see it. Everybody's like, oh, this is something new. It's not new. Like sticker tattoos. I did that shit back in 1999, like all the time. And it wasn't a big thing, right? But we didn't have the internet to push those ideas to where people are like, oh, look at this style, look at this style, you know? Mm-hmm. But these people are doing the same thing and these these life coach type people. And they're, they're people that are trying to, to me, you can say what you will about what the guy's message is and everything and have your opinions, but my opinion about this guy is just simply he's trying to make money off of people like you. He's trying to make money off people like me. He's trying to pay, make money off of people like the artists that are coming into the scene. Right. We're not going to fall for it, but there are tons of people that will. Right. Because they're like, oh, how do I do this? Please tell me TikTok. Please tell me Instagram. Because everybody learns stuff nowadays from what? A fucking guru. Their phones with some person that they don't ever even know or anything like that. And this guy, no doubt, is like, hey, give me $5,000 every Just couple how business months. Works. It doesn't matter what business yeah. it is. See, Any that's business. The thing. Any business. Mm-hmm. He could be talking about fucking. Lumber. Yeah. He could be talking about any business. Yeah. He could be talking about any industry. <clears throat> I think having more LBGTQ and blacks and and women in uh, the filmmaking industry slash uh, uh, bricklaying industry slash, uh, you know, selling umbrellas. He, well, nothing see, that, he says that, matters. That's where he's just coming in and trying to use trendy, what could be seen as sensitive topics to better himself or to make himself look better because who would go against that nobody exactly nobody's going to argue against that. nobody's going to argue it yeah. against it because they don't you know they're too scared mm. or they don't um see i don't care about that kind of shit because as that kind of shit is just like see diversity in that th- that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's being used exactly how patriotism was used in like the early 2000s and the 90s like well if you don't what are you not what are you uh against patriotism who would who would argue gets being a patriot? What are you a commie? Yeah, exactly. So I remember I remember through. those days when people would be that way. Yeah. So the minute you start spouting off that shit, you're just using that to push your agenda, and his agenda is just making fucking money. He doesn't care yeah. about the art. He doesn't care about uh, tradition. He doesn't care about anything besides his bottom line. Hmm. And you know, you you do what you got to do. You either uh, you know adapt or die. Doesn't matter who you step on. Doesn't matter how many you know. I don't know. It's it's bullshit, man. It's something that got under your skin. Oh, I really did. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I have I have a lot of those types of things that'll I'll see something and it'll get under my skin. And I've really been trying hard this year to to not let things get under my skin. I think that a little bit of my age is kind of coming through where I'm like I don't even want to put that energy into it to even care, and I'm just gonna go about my own thing. But I get where you're coming from, you know. Especially when there's people that are, like, using other issues to push their own agenda. Well, it's like if... I, I mean, that, that right there, this guy might as well be a congressman. Might as well be. <laughs> you know, yeah, I like, mean, like, he, he's got his own agenda, but he's hiding behind other hot topics. Hot topics. And then he yeah. won't even, like, well, it's name smartest here. Who are you he talking didn't. about? Yeah, he Who didn't is name this anybody. generation you're talking about? Nobody mm-hmm. complains about other artists filling the industry, like, tattooers. Well, so let's go back to what what did he say about uh, people being hungry? What what was he saying? Just some vague milquetoast bullshit about how <clears throat> yeah these new kids today they're really outpacing even me. So is that false humbleness to kind of like 
go, wow, this guy's really, he's really making sense here. He's really mm. just kind of lay, lay, giving it to you how it is. Yeah, you know? the only thing that I would say that I can understand a little bit of what he was coming from by maybe saying, like, people um, are better tattoo artists than him or something like that. Right now, you've got people with the ink quality is better nowadays. The The machine quality are better. The me- needle qualities are better than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously anybody coming into the scene more recently is going to have a step up than the older generation. And that's not just tattooing. That's anything. You know, obviously like even office work, you know, back in, you know, 1973, there were accountants probably like with file cabinets everywhere and everywhere and everywhere. And nowadays they've got, you know, programs like Excel and stuff where they just pop in numbers. They can easily find things. Every generation is going to have things a little bit easier than the prior generation. Of course, each generation of everybody is going to have their own things that are going to be hard. I think you're touching upon something that is getting even more under my skin now that I think about it. It's the catering to the optimization generation of faster, quicker, faster, more quicker, efficient. better. Yeah. Yeah. Efficient. At all costs, without any, where's the fucking soul? Where's the actual content? Mm-hmm. Where where's the, what's the actual value of what this asshole is saying? He's catering to this mentality of it doesn't matter. Just keep moving. Don't stop. Don't even think about what you're doing. You got to outpace the other fucker. It's it's like, man, it's like turning into Glenn Gary Glenn Ross shit. Like you know, like he literally has selling. no. There's no like link to anything of him. He's got a link to a a Spotify uh, podcast. Um, which is named about taking care of like a money thing. Um, and uh, then there's also a uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, what are the numbers? I didn't even see the engagement this was getting. This uh, he's across. got twenty one or twenty six thousand followers. Um, that particular post that uh, um, I, all of his posts are saying this industry that, that this industry is now this. I'm curious what the comments are. Let's pull up the comments. All right. Uh, let's go back to... All right. Here we go. So uh, that particular one has uh, 1,924 likes, 164 comments. So honestly, that's not a lot of no, it's not. engagement. But the guy only has 26,000 followers as well. Um, it looks like he's trying to push himself up into that guru status type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, comments. Let's see. Oh, very true. Work ethics are a key ingredient. Russ Abbott gives him clap, clap, clap. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good old Russy boy. Uh, back to our, you know, episode one, season one. Uh, let's see. Another person says, um, it's not about the new people coming in. It's about the newer generation coming in, treating it like a hobby or fashion accessory, never learning anything about what went on before in the history. I know that it's not required, but if you love something enough, you should learn every aspect of it. I love that, what that guy just wrote. So, like, and then these other people are like, yeah, preach, dude. Um, but I, I completely agree, not with the first guy that posted it, but I agree with this comment. I think that people should learn the industry before, and they should learn history. You know, I've had my apprentices write reports mm-hmm. on, on you know, different figures and, and artists over time and everything like that. 
Somebody else says, oh, shit. All right. I made a post the other day about this and got about four days barrage of trad daddies crying about it. And then he replies, ha, ha, ha. The trad daddies can come at me. I appreciate them boosting my engagement. Uh Right there. See, he is just literally getting on here trying to get engagement. Right. That's the key right there. He's going on here saying anything he can that's going to cause a stir, get under people's skin, and make them watch his videos. Right. Make them sit here. We're 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 engaging it right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I, I mean, mean, we are. Well, it's discourse. I mean, like you say something. <clears throat> well, oh, I'm I'm the asshole for having a response. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. see, this is it's 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 a game. See, it's still a game. It's a numbers game. It's a mm-hmm. you got mad. You reacted to me. It's no. It's there's nothing honest. There's no art into in any of it. Now he's also got uh, some videos on here where he's got uh, other people that are like the same sort of life coach tattoo coach people and he's got like photos of them on some of his posts where he's reacting to things that they say one person says my only issue about new tattooers is tattooing with no apprenticeships doing this all all this ignorant style tattooing marking people forever with poorly done tattoos with unsterile practices I agree with that. Mm, Here we go. This one I don't like. The older generation wanted to gatekeep and look what happened. Uh, What? Look what 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 happened. The newer generation decided they didn't need to be a subject of an unpaid abuse for an apprenticeship and started watching YouTube. And don't forget the tattoo supply companies that sold machines online to anyone who had money. Nothing created more tattoo artists than the industry itself. Thank you, quoted from Sex, Drugs, and Nails. All right. But the driver there is money. Once again, money. That's not the industry. That's not a unique thing that happened in the tattooing industry. Mm -hmm. Name one other industry that didn't happen to. Yeah. Like. I think that, uh, you know, the only good point that, you know, he does have is obviously, like, you know, people should go in and, you know, be proud to be who they are and be themselves and you know get accepted for doing so but then i agree with what you're saying is he's hiding behind that just to get a rise out of people well and just to make people proud to be go to go from an uh, an artist to you're just a businessman you're just you're just in another industry that's mm-hmm. going to operate in the same fucking uh strip mine till there's nothing left mentality mm-hmm. just exploit everything to the max for your own gain who cares about what that does for the future of of the art as a whole just get yours and get out fuck it fuck everybody else yeah i mean here he's got one that he's sitting here talking about uh um one thing that we've talked about before and curious is are you ready for a cashless society what oh yeah yeah here let's go back you want to listen to this one yeah, let's. I hear mean, it. I guess since we're talking about this guy the whole hour here. So this. <laughs> All right. What's his name? And this is hard. Wait, how do I start? A, how do I restart a video? Damn it! The savings or investment. I don't know how to go back and restart. All right, let me see. Let me see. Okay, now just click on it again when you're ready. See, that's what I did. 
I guess scroll back up and maybe it'll refresh. All right. No, not all the way up. Just go well, back. I did. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> hey, it's technology. I'm not ready for technology. All right, here we go. Physical cash is susceptible no, to damage. No, it's not. It didn't start at the beginning. Well, what does he say at the beginning? <sighs> oh, here we go. society. Are you ready for cashless society? You suck! 70% of Americans under 50 believe that we will stop using paper money in their lifetime. But is that all bad? Digital transactions are much easier to track and manage than cash. And a big part of what has helped me save, invest, and grow my business is being able to easily measure and manage where money is going. Now, what gets measured gets managed, and what gets managed improves. And this is hard to do with cash. Earning compound interest in a savings or investment account is a great way to fight inflation, which burns away the value of your mattress money. And speaking of burning, physical cash is susceptible to damage from fires, floods. Holy and it can be fucking lost Christ. Making it this asshole. risky to hold in large quantities. But so. there's definitely some real concerns for privacy, equality, and over-reliance on the government and banking institutions. And while you should pay all your taxes, that's not necessarily a financial priority for everyone. What's my prediction? Who cares? While I don't agree with it, I believe that we will see a cashless society in my lifetime. And I would rather be prepared for and thrive in that scenario before it becomes my forced reality. Are you ready for a cashless society? I'd rather <laughs> just spread my ass cheeks and just lube up beforehand. So a lot of a lot of what this guy is actually saying is just simply Hey, what just, needles do you use, bro? Hey, the, it, what he's just simply saying facts, like things that are going on. It's it's not even like his ideas or anything like that. But see, people do that, but they're maneuvering for an out. We all make our fucking reality here. We all choose right. this. Mm -hmm. And some people go, no, guys, this is just simply what's happening. This guy, I don't know who this guy's paid by. Mm -hmm. uh, is he hired by people. BlackRock? Is he on Klaus Schwab's payroll? What's going on here? I don't know. Is he part of the tattoo division of the uh, complete, uh, you know, uh, new world order slash uh, great reset. Ah, uh, who knows? Now his uh, his podcast only ha has less than a thousand followers, which is you know. Should we start a more more than nine hundred and fifty of our followers? Should we well, should we just start a feud with them? <laughs> Let's siphon off their their <laughs> listeners. Just, should we just like start copying their stuff? You know, hey guys, I've got 30 ways to market yourself that doesn't involve social media. Oh, I've got 32. And this isn't ways. even just for tattoo artists. Would you like to know more? Just posting pictures on Instagram is not marketing. Wow. In today's competitive market, you need to be omnipresent approach to marketing. Omnipresent. Um, Buzzwords. If you can check off these five things, you will have a decent marketing strategy. If you can check off 10 of them, you will have a solid marketing strategy. But you know what? I'm sitting here on my Instagram, and the more time I sit here and swipe back and forth through his like things, you know what? I've actually read these before. He didn't even like th this. Isn't he? He didn't even take these. Well, no, they like never he took do. these from an income fact uh, yeah. page. Oh my goodness! People just take everything and claim it as their own, and just it's the same rhetoric over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. We're this new generation it. of artists, though, Jason. They're hungry. Yeah, they're hungry. 
They're hungry for the same shit over and over. I don't think I don't think they are quite the same hungry that I would utilize as a dictionary term for hungry at all. I mean, I I, I, the one I got I gotta say I gotta say I used to think differently, but I will have to say that the newer generation of people in general, although it seems odd to older folks like me and stuff like that. But it is actually a good thing that they are taking into account what it is that they want to do and also understanding that they need to take time for themselves as well so that they don't get as stressed out and everything. I'm not saying, you know, you need to take a mental health day every other day or anything like that. What I'm saying is, like, I can appreciate the fact that for me being somebody that has always been a workaholic and you know working like 6 7 days a week I wish I would have had the forethought to take some extra days off too mm-hmm. you know um actually a guy that I used to work for when I first moved to town he always would make the comment cuz he wouldn't even show up to the shop like I'd have to go down to his house give the key to the shop and you know come open up and everything and he's like yeah you know what I'm not going to be sitting on my deathbed thinking, man, I wish I would have worked another day. Right. I wish I would have taken another day to, you know, do stuff I wanted to do. I wish I would have taken another day to spend time with my wife. I wish I would have taken another day to spend time with my kids. I get that mindset, and I do like that the younger generation has that, one one could call it selfish demeanor, where it's more like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm doing this. But... It's also good to not overstress yourself, too. You know what I mean? No. No. Well, I don't know. It kind of made sense in my head. Maybe not to anybody else. You know, Life's stress, man. I mean, well, that's just the thing. Like, I guess maybe... Being an artist is... Uh, you need a little... Uh... You need to be stressed. Yeah. I think that stress makes somebody stronger. I think that... What was that Ja Rule uh, uh, lyrics? Like, uh, you know, pain is love or love is pain or something like that. Like, painful things make you stronger. I don't remember what it was. I could be I don't completely know. I was misquoting never, yeah, it a, a ja altogether. I wasn't really either. But my point is, if you want to make something like that's uh, worth something, like artistically speaking, mm-hmm. it's you got to have a little... Blood, sweat, and tears into it. Oh, yeah. You got... Well, so there's a difference, I think, between sacrifice and and also self-preservation. Because you have to sacrifice a lot in this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most, most jobs. You have to put in that work. You have to be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to stay at home and watch Netflix today. I'm not going to go to my friend's, you know, party down at the bar tonight because I got to draw. I... I need to sacrifice something so that I can better myself. But, um, you know, you have to do some of that. But then also in the same aspect, you have to kind of like save yourself from doing too much. What's too much? As well. And then once, once again, this is my age probably showing like, you know, hey, man, just relax a little bit. I see a lot of people that stress out and I kind of like look back at it and I'm like, you know what? When I was that age, I was stressing too. And I wish I would have had somebody just be like, "Hey, man, you know what? Just take another, just take an extra day off," mm. or like, "Don't worry about it." I'm, I'm more of the like, 
I'll give you a pat on the back and be like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Keep working hard, but don't worry about it. You're, you'll be fine. Don't stress about it. Just accept the fact that you're working, and as you're working, you're going to get better. And as you get better, you're going to get you know, more satisfied from doing a good job. Mm. Because that's what we're all trained to do, right? To be satisfied by doing a good job. A and, good get job. and then we get rewarded by pay. And then with our pay, we can buy things. And with our feeble minds, things make us happy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. And that's what we're trained and conditioned to do. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. See the whole circle. That's right. It's all coming around. It's now. all come down to money, though. Yeah. Yep. And who gets it all? None of us. Nope. Nobody gets any money. Yeah. Uh no, yeah, sure, all that bullshit. Uh I don't know. It's like I don't know. At some point you want to make like a, some sort of statement though. What do you what want kind your, of statement what, do you want to make? I don't know. I want to make something that nobody's seen. Ho, that's ho. the goal. You that's my goal as an good artist. luck. I know. Yeah. What's your goal? What's your art ultimate artistic statement? With your work, what do you want it to say? I want it to say I don't I don't necessarily want it to say anything, but I rather invoke feeling. And like with painting or anything or art as is, you know, with tattooing and stuff, I want people to feel happy when they look at things. Mm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like there's, you know, when you look at uh or, or I love impressionistic painters like Monet. Mm-hmm. That would, he's one of my favorite all-time painters. Very impressionistic, no real detail or anything. It lets your mind, when you look at one of his paintings, it lets your mind picture being there in that scenery. Like I have a painting, um, it's in one of the upstairs ba- uh, bedrooms, but it's just this little creek type thing. But I sit and look at that, and I can actually picture myself there and hear the water and imagine the, the flow of the air on my face, you know, from the breeze and everything like that. I get a very calm, peaceful feeling mm-hmm. when I look at that painting. You know, there's been a lot of times when I've actually gotten, like, super stressed out, and I'll just go upstairs and look at that painting and just take a few deep breaths and just let it out. Mm-hmm. And it helps, even if it's just, you know, one minute of just, like, relaxing for a second. It's great. As far as my personal artwork, that also depends on my mood at the time. You know, I mean, I've done artwork where I've been angry, and I want to portray that anger to people. Yeah. But ultimately, overall, I think that my desire would be for somebody to look at my art and and be like, oh, cool, or that makes me happy. You know, that somebody, you know, was able to get this tattoo that meant something to them or, you know, maybe just something that looked really cool. Mm -hmm. I wonder kind of what some people like Paul Booth or, you know, that toxic guy and, you know, people that do really dark tattoos. I wonder what their uh, their goal is. Uh, To get you to stop. To stop looking? I think that's the ultimate comp, like the ultimate um, 
like even you know obviously making something like the highest level of ambition is to make something that somebody hasn't seen before but if i can get somebody to stop and like stare at something i'm like mm, imagine how much power in this world we have of like everything's vying for your attention mm-hmm. but if a piece of art can like stop you for a minute two minutes yeah well let's uh speaking of pieces of art we just went to uh this cedar rapids uh comic show oh yeah yeah last weekend or a weekend before and I got these uh, couple prints here um, from one of the artists there at the show. And one is uh, a, a, a rendition of Cheech and Chong as Randy and Towley, you know, from, uh, from South Park. And, uh, you know, now you look at this, are you going to walk by and just stop? I actually did. So, like, in your conversation of what you're talking about, Art, this succeeded in that plan because I was walking by and I saw that and I was like, Oh, I got to stop and look at this. Right. You know, it struck me as, as something cool. I also got this, uh, back to the Futurama print. So, you know, it's that rather than Marty McFly and doc Brown. Yeah. It's got fry and you know, old, uh, old doc man from, uh, from Futurama. Little cans of slurm down here. Mm. Thought that was pretty awesome. Now, those two, I stopped because they caught my eye and everything. What's the, uh, what's the artist's name there? Uh, you know, I don't know. He signed them all. Did you get his card? No, he didn't have any cards. He was out of cards. Was he that He was the, he big, was like dude? the big dude, yeah. yeah. Man, um, I, I think I got his I didn't bring it with me. But, but uh, now this one, I wouldn't be walking by this Boba Fett in the Sarlacc Pit print and just like be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was looking around the rest of his art, and then I was like, well, I like Star Wars stuff. I'm going to grab this one. Yeah. But then after I got home and started analyzing it, then I was like, oh, this has got a r- lot of really cool stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a depiction of Boba Fett coming out of the Starlac- or Sarlacc pit, um, in which he obviously fell down into. Yeah. Like a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. This guy had some really good uh, stipple. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Stippling. Like, I was looking through his original work. I, God, I wish I... Uh, Jamie Jamie Cocker. Oh, his name is... Oh, it's down on the bottom. Jamie Cocker Creations. Um, biggest arms I've seen. Oh, yeah, dude. And that he, guy looks like he, he look, just... He looked like he could and, eat the rock. Yeah. Like, he looked like a big Samoan guy, to be honest. Oh, he must... Yeah, he had to have been Samoan. Yeah. Um... Gentle yeah, he, giant, I'd say though, like from his artwork, you know, somebody like, you know, that obviously is a huge dude that could be, a, you know, a linebacker, mm-hmm. and then he's sitting there like doing these soft shading stipple work is amazing too. Yes, sir. That was a pretty fun day though. Yeah, going and checking stuff out. Yeah, I haven't been to that one in a few years. It's gotten considerably bigger, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Seems like a well-run, run show. So yeah, yeah. I it's not. I had no idea it was happening, even. Yeah, I found out about it a few days ahead of time, um, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to get a chance to even do anything and go because I had to work. Uh, yeah. But then the person that I was supposed to tattoo ended up being sick that day, so yeah, no big deal. So, so yeah, I ended up having to. You know, same deal. We had to reschedule, so 
I just thought, hey, I'd just go down there and sling some cards and. Give oh some- yeah, see, and and so like, I was actually proud of you that day. I, I didn't want to like sound like cheesy and be like, "Good job, dude," you know. But like, you were hustling it. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate when people, you know, do put in that work, you know, and be. Like, I was surprised hey. uh, you weren't down there already doing that. I was like. I better you know, do that before he he starts. The the thing is, I I used to. Yeah. I used to all the time, and it it'll also depend on like who I'm around and and who I'm with. Mm-hmm. You know, because like obviously, if I'm with some people, I'm not gonna go. You know, start engaging in conversation with strangers about tattooing. You know, because I'm there with a particular party of people or something. You know, right. um, because I want to spend time with them too, um, and. Typically, I get stopped so many places anyway that it, it becomes annoying to friends and family that I might be hanging out with. So I try to, like, actually shy away from it almost. Oh, really? Unless people, you know, if people approach me, I'll interact. But I typically won't go. Now, if I was there by myself or if it would have been just, like, you and I going down there and everything, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably would have been hustling it too. I probably would have talked to – I. I Honestly, I probably would have made a bet with you and be like, I'll bet you I'll give out more cards than you. You know? Could have been fun. I would have straight up like made a hassle, or made a, not a hassle, a bet with you. Uh, I only brought like 16. I should have brought more. Yeah? Yeah. I like the one girl that you walked up to, and uh, you were like, hey, dude, who who does your tattoos? Well, I'm a tattoo artist here in town, blah, 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 you know? And um, I, I remember her saying like something like, I appreciate the hustle or something like that. Did she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. She said something like to, you know, like, oh, I appreciate what you're doing. Or you could tell that it was like one of those things where, like, the confidence that you portrayed and the fact that you just got up and walked up to people yeah, to, to hustle like that, that's what you need in this business. You don't need these guys that are on the Internet telling you how to do things. You don't need a coach. You don't need a life coach. You don't need some bullshit asshole just trying to make money off of you by telling you how to make money and, and stuff. Yeah. Like, so so basically, you can pay this guy to go and tell you, hey, you need to take your money and put it into IRAs. You need to take your money and put it into high-yield savings accounts. Okay, one, that should be common sense. I get it. It's not. But the fact is what you are doing, though, is getting that footwork out there and hustling to get those clients that's what new artists need to do. Yeah. And that's what old artists need to do. I know even myself, I'm contradicting myself by saying like, no, I, I kind of shy away from that anymore, which I do. But even the other day, I posted something on Facebook and I was like, hey, if you were to get a movie character, who would you get? Mm-hmm. You know, one, I was kind of curious, just like, I wonder what people think. But from that one post, I had, I don't know, like, maybe eight to 10 people comment on it out of those eight to 10 people. I've already talked with four of them that are coming in or planning on coming in Mm -hmm. to talk to me more in depth about the different design ideas that we could make. So it's a, it's a hustle as well. You know, like it's, it's a way for me to obviously one make money because it it all boils down to that in the end, Mm -hmm. but two pushing something that I'm in for. Right. I want just like you you put out that deal like hey i'm running a special for any pop culture type tattoos 
you know, you want some Back to the Future stuff, you want some Futurama stuff, you want some Simpsons stuff. Mm-hmm. Zach's all about it, right? Because that's what you want to push into, and that's that's a beautiful thing. And I think that you should. Uh, I, I appreciated it, and I I looked up to you for doing that. I was like, that's oh, thanks, fu- man. that's fucking awesome. Well, I mean, you know, you know like, what? It's a thing too. Is like you don't get a whole many opportunities to do that. Like we right. should be doing that more, but right. I don't think uh, you know it's one of those things that. That was definitely the place to do it. Yes. A you lot wouldn't of times, want to do it at a movie theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're right. You got to pick your battle. Right. Or it's got to be, you know, in the moment of like individual meetings, you know? Yeah. That's why it's, I don't, I don't mind when people talk to me about tattooing outside of tattooing. Mm-hmm. I really don't mind at all. I mean, first of all, it's an easy thing to, if you have nothing to talk about, it's an easy thing. Oh, icebreaker for sure. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. even have to pretend to be interesting. You just talk about work. <laughs> that's uh uh what did kevin smith say about uh clerks he was like i wasn't even i just wrote clerks about my day at work oh yeah you know like we could we could write a movie about a, our day at work right you which know? at the time was unheard of yeah i mean i don't know how many times i've said you know all the time like we need cameras and microphones set up at the shop constantly recording but then you're going to spend hours and hours going through it speaking of which I finally found the uh, the new uh, camera. There's three of them. Very conspicuously sitting in the candle holder. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I was hidden. literally just staring down the barrel of it today. I'm like just tapping on it. I'm like, really? It's right there? I Well, I didn't want to like drill holes into that wood. That's fair enough, I guess. You know, and I thought that if it was just sitting on the counter, it could be bumped, moved anything like that you know it's just so funny it how like, obvious it is but yet i don't know but how yet it's not obvious I, but yet i didn't notice it yeah and uh Nikita- but from that view you get to see the whole front desk you get to see the door coming <gasps> in you was know. that after the uh after the that bank got bank robbed rubber, rubber yeah after after the bank got robbed behind us i installed the uh well we had the whole camera system on the top mm-hmm. but if you walked in like yourself wearing a hat yeah it could block some of that view because the, that that's 12 feet up in the on the right. walls, you know, map. so I got those extra cameras now that are lower, mm-hmm. more eye level, and yeah, I wasn't hiding it. It's, yeah, I'll tell you where the other two are at too. I mean, I don't, like, I don't, I mean, I don't care. It's just, yeah. it was just I found it very funny. Yeah, I just, I actually because we had put one over over on the other side in the piercing area too, and um over their front desk, uh to watch over jewelry and stuff, mm-hmm. and I also didn't want to like drill into the wood. So I was like, well, I guess we can put it on this windowsill. What if you just like had the um, the things you put on the back of posters with the with the tab command strips? The command strips, yeah, yeah, yeah you could do that. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good idea. I have like a ton of those. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to get, uh, and I was just talking to the owner of the building um, yesterday. I ran into him. I was like, I want to get a camera back here too like facing the garbage cans and stuff because dude our garbage people are garbage like they straight up they they pick up the the dumpsters they throw them down on the ground they break the concrete oh yeah it's terrible like really ridiculous i had to take out a uh the company's name is yeah, I'd, I'd take suck. Out a, a cardboard box and i just happened to open the door and the truck stopped and he's revving his fucking engine ready to go for it <laughs> and i'm like holding this up and he waves me in i'm like 
Well, if I die, I die, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I even had time to, to look in the box and see, oh, nope, there's some foam in here. I'm going to take that out, put that in the actual thing. And yeah. Then I had to jump out of the way from the demolition derby his way mm-hmm. out of uh, the alley. Yeah. But yeah, he doesn't fuck around. No, no, and they're they're in a hurry. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I, you know what? I shouldn't judge because I've never done that job. I don't know what kind of pressure and stress they've got. I mean, I'm sure they have a quota. They probably they have some get... asshole on uh, TikTok telling them they should be, you know, how to be a better garbage. Yeah, driver. how to be optimizing their profession, and mm-hmm. and they should make way for the new crop. Should be. <laughs> yeah, these new garbage men are more hungry. Then uh, you and me combined, yeah. this generation of garbage slingers. That's funny. You know, and, and that makes me want to talk about investing in crypto. To all you uh, garbage men and garbage folk, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave out the women folk and the LBGTQs. I mean, they're in the garbage, garbage industry Garbage too. humans? Garbage Gar- humans. Garbage, pe- garbage pe- Because everybody should get the opportunity. What should everybody just be called? Beans? Dead. Mm. A little late on that. Yeah, that was. If you're gonna, you gotta be a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm bad at the, this. What are the other sounds? Because got? I gotta look at the sounds and think, like, what can I use? You know. Do you know what what they are? Uh, well, I know when you tell a joke. What episode are we on? Oh my goodness! I, I feel don't like even know, and we're like over an hour too. Um, I think we're season two, episode two or three. No, three. Okay. Yeah, season two, episode three. Session. I don't know three. if I like the season thing because then I, I can't remember. If... I can't remember what how many episodes then. Yeah. Or sessions. Yeah. Well, if anybody's listening, if you guys have any ideas of uh, you know what you want to hear us talk about, because usually we just incoherently ramble about different things. Are you guys hearing the hum too? Can you hear the hum, or is Zach just going crazy? Hey, four percent. The four percent of people can apparently hear this hum, and I have heard things like that. Like I said, mine is a little bit higher pitched. You know, like when uh, when your ears you are could ringing? have tinnitus. I think I I might. Oof. I don't know because like I can hear this high pitch ringing sometimes. It's like uh. You know when you're playing a, a, a first-person shooter game and there's like a bomb that goes off and then yeah. there's a high pitch ringing, I get that like randomly throughout the day sometimes. Well, you you know you play music and stuff, so you're bound to get that. Yeah, after a concert or after I'm, you know, listening to, or playing guitar or something like that. Yeah, for sure. But I'm talking just, it'll just all of a sudden happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a lot of a lot of stuff we've uh, gone over today with. Nothing in mind specifically to have talked about, you know? I think the overall arc is annoying sounds. Annoying sounds, which could be humming, tinnitus, life business coaches on Instagram, hiding behind trending topics. I think that's basically... uh, I haven't coughed once. I'm pretty proud of myself. Yeah, good job. (coughs) Zach's been out sick for a while. Well, that's it. We're done. That was that was the end. But we're still talking.